When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. that we say welcome into another edition of the nick bob podcast i don't know how that was going to sound so you probably heard the real song leading into it but bo also requested that we hear the song like in bo's open space so i don't know what that sounded like well we don't get to hear it when we're recording we just start talking and there's no we don't get to hear the music so i want the music right right no i like that i I like that we got the music we got it bo rude's house bo rude here we got uh the recap podcast nebraska takes down northern illinois 44 to 8 and we'll get to i know some people we're gonna get to my juice cleanse there's probably more there's just as many people that are tuning in to listen to the results of the juice cleanse as they are what our thoughts on like Adrian Martinez. The juice cleanse had a life of its own. Big time. I think I think that that establishment, like their business went up significantly because everybody thinks, you know what? If Nick's doing it, why am I not doing it? Yeah, well, I mean it, it I can't wait to get into it because it was uh it was an experience. I'm a September 2019 juice cleanse survivor. <laughs> it's still hard. I don't want to talk about it yet. Like, I feel like I should, if you do it, you should get like a necklace with like a, a gold carrot on it. I mean, and it, you hold it up like September 2019. I did it. You did it. I did it. I need to go to Good counseling for, for it. There's a, I told, I gave you an, an, I gave you an anecdote of what happened to me on the first night. Night one that you were very oh, disappointed. I was la- yeah. You were very so, disappointed in me. I, I did get the breakdown because we went to dinner with the fellas on Friday. Friday night, and so Nick broke this down, and I laughed in your face. What was what was crazy about it though is when I gave you the like, I thought you guys would be like, "Wow, it's crazy," and you just thought I was a loser. Pretty because much. I know you too well, and so why don't you tell the people what happened? Okay, we'll give you a little preview of what happened <laughs> on the fir- on the first night, the very first night of the juice cleanse. And this is not- night numero uno. And just know, this is not the juice cleanse's fault. This is you. Oh, well, you're not a doctor. You haven't been through the juice cleanse, okay? You don't know what it's like. So what happened? So what happened part? was night number one, about six or seven o'clock, all of a sudden, and my wife did it with me. We both were kind of looking at each other. And I'm one of those guys, like, I'm, <laughs> I, you know, we, we joked around, like, women are always cold. Like, I'm cold. I'm just, hold on, it's, I'm cold. You know, they're always cold. Um, all of a sudden, at about 6 or 7 o'clock on night number one, I am freezing. <laughs> I, I, like, freezing cold in my house. And it's summertime, right? It's 90 degrees out. It's 90 degrees out. You know, kids are playing outside and, you know, they run through sprinklers, all that stuff. And I'm in my house freezing to the point to where I, I you put did on, two things. What do you put on? Nick? I put on, I got out my winter coat <laughs> and put on my winter coat in my house because I was so cold. And I took my temperature 96.9. <laughs> Nick. 96.9. 96.9. The Eagle. 96.9. Cool. Juice some. cleanse. Classic rock. Classic. Nick. Carrot. Carrot Let top. me tell you something. 
putting on a winter coat, that's you. That's hey, not the juice cleanse. I Googled, and Google told me that sometimes body temperature is related to energy expenditure, and your body produces less energy when it's not digesting things. Therefore, I am correct, Nick. And let me you, tell you have to take back all the negative I feel like, things you've like, said. About uh, me. What's it? Like, what's the the WebMD? It's like Nick's like. Better than a real doctor. Never wrong. I'm on there three times a day. If you Google anything, like something will pop up to confirm what it is. Like, if I have too much cereal, can I? And like Google's like, die? Can you die? Click on it. Let's see. I stood up and got lightheaded. Lightheaded could be cancer. Like, like oh, God. God. I've got that's, cancer. Brain that's, cancer. That's what happened to me. Okay. Night number one, I had to put on a winter coat. I laughed in your face because you I were thought like, I because you thought it's the juice cleanse. I'm like, no, that's you, Nick. All right, well, Mister, you do a juice cleanse, and I look forward to winter coats. If getting I'm in a taken winter coat, out. like acting like I'm, you know, I see dead people in the corner, like yeah, Bruce Willis, and you're doing Sixth that. Sense. Okay, I mean, it does go cold. It's I just my body ninety six nine. 96.9 was the temp, all right? 96.9 was the temp. So that's a preview of what is to come with my juice cleanse. Okay, so we, so with what with when I wasn't telling you about my, my winter coat that I put on, on on the first night of the juice cleanse, you and I were talking on Friday, and I think it's important to start the conversation of, the, of recapping the, the Northern Illinois win with, I was, and I'd have to imagine I wasn't alone in this, I was really nervous for this game. First of all, Northern Illinois isn't a bad team. They're not, they've been perennially a pretty good you know, group of five uh, football program. They just played Utah the week before at Utah, pretty tough for the first two and a half quarters or so. Um, you're, you're worried about the Colorado last loss hangover. What, I just wasn't sure where the confidence was going to be at. It wouldn't have surprised me heading into the game if Nebraska lost to Northern Illinois and they went out and won 44 to 8. So I think it's important to start like with a broad thought heading into it. Yeah, so I think the broad mindset of Husker Nation, right? Where where were we at and where are we at? I think that's kind of like what you're what you're getting at. And I know what you mean when you said you didn't know if we were going to win. This should have been of course we're going to win this game. But when we lose to Colorado and we so, sort of show those signs of oh, are we not where we thought we were? I think that everybody is taking a big step back sort of on guard. Like, is this going to be yeah. what we've kind of been dealing with the last few years? And I think everybody felt it. I mean, I, you know, going to the – I was tailgating yesterday and was down at the stadium, and you could, you you could, could feel, feel – Yes, you could feel it. People weren't as – week one people were – where they were jacked up. I think the people got the, the wind knocked out of them so bad from Colorado that it felt tempered. Everybody was on guard and it was almost, you could feel it. You could feel it almost series to series. If it was going good or bad, it's sort of like people didn't, they weren't really fully were where we need to be. You know, we right. didn't, they didn't feel like you didn't feel the confidence of like, of course we're going to win. It's still very, whoa. And we just, you know, we won by 40 points. It's yeah. Like that's, it should. I mean, it, it's just funny though you say it because I I could feel it. You could feel everybody uh, just, in that mindset. Totally. The, you think about so. So Scott Frost has had went, obviously went four and eight last year. They had eight losses, and 
in none of those eight losses did there was this hesitancy and rightfully so for people to really question things question frost get upset feel angry that's not to say people felt good about the eight losses but i just felt like this this year's colorado loss was the first time that i feel like there were a decent amount of people that were willing to go there and go what like really really not necessarily press the panic button, but but at least identify where the panic button's at it's a little like, bit. Let me so just like, flip the plastic seal over Carol, this button. It's the panic button in this drawer. Like it was a lot of that. It was. There we go. Okay, we know where it's at. But that, so, I think that was that was the for the first time that was kind of permeating around the program to me. Yeah, I mean, like, I just like we talked last week. That loss hurt more than any of the losses in year one to me. And therefore, if something hurts more in the moment, it's probably going to linger and the after effects of it are going to be different. So I think I think it's important to, because it's easy after the fact, to be like, no, never doubted it, never doubted it. It's like, yeah, there were some demons of doubt creeping in for some people or, or demons of panic a little bit with things. We needed that win to get back on track in the worst way. I mean, yeah. It, it, even if we would have played, if we lose, the season could go, oh, my God, I don't even want to think about it. But if we would have played really badly and maybe squeaked out a win, I, I think there would be a lot more panic going into the conference play. Yes. So I, I think that a, a pretty, you know, a pretty hearty win like we had where, you know, we, we put up 40-some points, we held them to eight you know that that was needed just to sort of right the ship, sort totally. of to calm the the panic, and get us back to where we're building towards something bigger instead of trying to protect from just falling apart. Right, those are two different things. Totally. And we had been, you know, the first win. It was it was a well, is it national championship yet, or is it? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after Colorado, the thought was, so are we going to win a game the rest of this year? Hey, that's where it, that's how people felt, and we're 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 on the roller coaster, and so I think that sort of writes the ship to to sort of okay, now let's keep building. Yeah, and so with the let's start with the offense because that obviously is the the main discussion point for everyone right now it's on everyone's mind yes. is i mean the, and that's a window into just how good this defense is playing which we'll get to later on i mean northern illinois didn't have a touchdown northern illinois did not score a touchdown so i mean that's a, like that defense is is last a, two games it's been oof. it's been pretty darn good yeah pretty darn good for about you know Seven quarters. Absolutely. Right? And so when you look at so Nebraska, 525 yards of total offense. They average over 10 yards per play. Um, I thought it was interesting. What'd you think of and right away, Nebraska wanted to it seemed it seemed like they came out and they wanted to throw the ball right away. They they wanted to get try to get Martinez into a rhythm throwing the ball. They wanted, I think, get other wide receivers involved and all those yes. things. All the stuff that we talked about last week after the Colorado game of trying to get vertical in the passing game, trying to get Martinez into a rhythm, it appeared that early on they tried to do that, and nine different guys in total caught a pass yesterday. Like that's that's pretty good. It's pretty telling. And so I'll ask you this: You saw that first that first drive. What are the first three plays? They were they were supposed to be just simple comeback routes to Spielman and Noah. And what did they do on third down then? Like, they had two options on third and ten. What did they do? 
Yeah, they threw it down the field. And they didn't, they didn't play it safe. That, that was right. a sign of confidence. They said, no matter what, we're going to throw this ball down the field. Even after two, you know, we... Not we were, very good throws. No, we start it, yeah. the game out of sync where we, we, right. we miss, we miss on those two little just hitches. And we were way out like, we we're like, oh boy. You could feel the crowd kind of going, yeah. huh? And then they said, nope, guess what? We're still throwing it down the field. Even though we, you know, we look a little out of sync here. They they stayed aggressive. They stayed. I think that was a sign of trust in Martinez. Um, and then they convert. And I think from there the offense was calmed down a little. It bit. It calmed down a little bit. And I think that that was a big moment. I think if we if we run the ball and don't get a first there, and it was a, it would have been a three and out like bat, quick boom three and out. boom right. boom. And I think everybody in the crowd would have been like, yeah. It, it helped. It helped the players and it helped the crowd. I think kind of go because it. it it's funny. It feels like those are the same thing. Like when the crowd's with it, the the uh, you know the the confidence is with our offense. It sort of all works together. So, um, I I was after those first two passes, I was thinking, I noticed that first third down. I was like, this will this that told me yeah, a lot. Moment. That big. told me a lot on on how they how they felt in that moment as a coaching staff, and they felt. No doubt we're throwing this ball. Well, and speaking of big moments, I think it also was a big moment. The final drive of the first half, I think, was big for the offense. Yes. Because you had what was a the, – the swing pass safety was a horrible – it was just horrible. It was a horrible call, horrible. Yeah. I mean, I, like, everything about that was like, are you kidding me? And for then Nebraska's defense to hold them and then – what was it under a minute left 40 some seconds, 40 yeah. some seconds left they drive pretty much 90 yards and Noah makes an unbelievable catch in the corner of the end zone even Martinez said it after the game that that was a big moment for them confidence wise so I th- there were a few moments whether it's the first third and 10 or whatever that were I think were big get over the hump things for that group that's a great point Nick and I was thinking about something similar um Right now, there's a lot of this sort of, we have to build people's confidence, it seems like. And on offense, what you mentioned about Noah, that pass for him, it might sort of awaken him to be like, oh, I'm, I can go play ball now, right? right? And I think Scott Frost has done a really good job of being intentional, especially this game where, you know, Wandale couldn't get open as much down the field and he would just all of a sudden, well, bring Wandale in and give him the ball. Mm-hmm. Mills, same way, like, He's been struggling, but they they're they're continuing to feed him. Um, he and he had some runs, and even after he fumbled, it was like, well, let's get him the ball again, right? And I think between our playmakers at running back, Wandale, and you know, and Noah, I think Frost is now he's being pretty intentional about. We just need to get the ball in their hands, even if they don't. Nothing happens from it. We just need to get them the ball so that they're not, so they're in it. You know, it's almost yeah. like uh, a good point point guard in basketball is going to come down. He I got to get this guy a post. I need up. to I get this get guy yeah. a touch just to keep him in the game, yeah, so right? I th- I think keep him in the the season. So this is. I thought he did a really good job of. I noticed Wandale just couldn't get a rhythm, and he just said, "Well, come in at at, at back, and we'll hand you the ball off." Yeah, I think I think because it's what you're what you're speaking to is I think a lot of people. There's a, you know, the term, how he's a player's coach. And a lot of people go, well, like, I think a lot of people throw that out there and they, I don't know if they really know what that means. And it can mean a lot of different things. But one of the things it means is you still understand what it's like to be a player. Bingo. And 
the and sometimes you just need you need two things. You need to, the you need a touch, and you need to know that the coaching staff still believes in you. Yeah, and I think Frost has a great feel for that. Now, maybe sometimes it could get him into trouble because I think he might go, oh, it's been too long since so-and-so has gotten the ball. I'm going to deviate from maybe what I want to do within the flow of the game, but understand that like long-term, I need to get Wandell a touch or I need to get whoever a touch. But I think when people use that as a player's coach, I think some people think that means like, oh, the players really like him. Well, that's not necessarily just being well-liked. It's about what I said, getting touches and knowing that the coaching staff believes in Yeah, and just understanding maybe better what these guys are, kind of what their psyche is. Um, that's funny. I, even just as we're talking about this, I'm wondering, is this a case of this style of offense plays more to to like finding a rhythm, more mm-hmm. than maybe another offense? Because I don't know that I thought about sort of this as much ever in the past where it makes more sense to me now where it's like we need all these guys to touch the ball and we need them all to be in rhythm and you know in their comfort of being able to like do their yeah. thing and I can see the prog I'm like you're seeing sort of progress in action here as we're building these and they're younger guys so I don't know I think it's it's yeah it's interesting because inter- when you think of an identity you think of like a play a style of play, not a uh, school of thought, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be a part of what Nebraska, sure, they play fast and they're going to run RPOs and different things like that. They're going to, but a part of it also is, is rhythm for their individual playmakers. I, that could be the age thing too. I think it's such young players. Right. All, I mean, between Wandale, Mo, I mean, Mills is still. He's a first year in our system guy. Noah's first year in our, our system guy. Martinez is 19 years old. Like there there might just be a thing with this style of offense and this young of players where our coaching staff more than ever has to they have to be intentional about we just gotta make sure guys are in rhythm. We gotta make sure that we're getting these guys like we are building their confidence as we go here. And and it, the thing that also is good with that is it allows you to trust the situation more as an offensive weapon that if you are Mills or Washington or, or Wondell Robinson, if you don't know that it's, it's, that you're, you're, it's going to come to you when it finally does come to you. Sometimes you try to do too much, you know? So it's like, this might be my only touch of the half. I know I could get three, just by sticking my head in that hole, but fuck that. I'm, I'm going to try to make a splash play and bounce it or whatever. Yeah. Those kinds of things also play in. Or for like Wandale, I see Wandale. He was the guy that stood out the most. Like he, I, he, they weren't there, there getting was in a, the ball, yeah, right? So, was, so just hand it to him. And what that does is, well, then the one time he's, the, if they throw it to him down the field, he's not like, this is the first time I've seen the ball a day. And he, you know, it's an easier catch to make if you've touched the ball, you've been tackled and hit a few times. Getting hit a few times, I don't know what it does. It just knocks no the nerves question. out right. of you. Well, just so, touching the ball, it's touch, it's yeah, it's my it's my criticism. Of course, you know, cue the chicken nick drop of Nick Ba makes everything about basketball. It's my <laughs> it's my criticism of the way like the Houston Rockets play. Of like when you're on the floor and you're just watching someone 
dribble the ball the whole game, it's really hard for you as a role player to be in any rhythm at all. Yeah. And it's the same, even though it's a different sport, the same rule applies. Like there still is nothing like just getting the ball and trusting that it's going to come to you. That's it. So like the difference is Nebraska receivers in the nineties, like they're blo- they're blocking receivers. So they weren't going to s- see the ball and they weren't asked to do near what our receivers or the Wandale types are asked to do as a receiving threat. So it's just a different mindset though. This offense is different. Mm-hmm. So that's a great point. Like the basketball point actually makes a lot of sense for this kind of offense because everybody needs to do their part because they're they're asked to do more. Right. It, it, we're, this offense asks us to spread the ball around. And I'm going to give a quick story, and this is cue up Uncle Rico here, but it's it's the whole thing about having a, a coaching staff believe in you. And there are, there are moments when you're young that are really impactful with your coach. Our junior year, the second game of the season, we play at Grand Island. This is football. Oh, yeah. Now, anybody that knows anything about Lincoln Southeast football perennially, it was, so our head coach was Chuck Mazursky. People jokingly called him Ground Chuck because we ran the ball the whole game. I formation. I formation. Powerful. Counter sweep, yeah. ISO, all that stuff. We ran the ball the whole game. And we had just won state. We're coming back. We have Alex Gordon. We have all these good receivers. Uh, I'm a returning starting quarterback. And we get penned at the one-yard line. So we're in our own end zone. And obviously, we had a script for our plays, just like most coaching coaches do. They have first, 15, first play, first 15. You got first your script. First 15 is scripted out. The, the play that was scripted was supposed to be a pass. It was a little sprint out. I had an, I, I had an out, a little, uh, a little flag route, and then a deep post. And I remember getting pen against the one and, and putting on my helmet and going to Coach Mazursky and going, okay, I assume we're breaking the script. We're just going to run the run ball. It, yeah. We're going to run it to get out of the – and he looked at me and said, he said, oh, no. He's like, we're, we're sticking with the script. We're throwing the ball. And I was like, holy shit. So play comes. I sprint out. You, they blitz. You hammer a blitz pickup so I can step up. And I hit Alex Gordon on a 99-yard touchdown pass. Yep. And – I remember running off the field and Mazursky grabbing me and saying, I hope you now know that this year I believe in you throwing the ball and we're throwing the ball. now." And I'm telling you, that was a huge moment for me as an athlete and a quarterback. That's a great, that is a great story because one, like that shows what a coach who's got Who's thinking bigger than than just the moment, just the, the moment, play. and and for you, like one that that play won the game. It was first quarter, but game was over yeah. after that play. But two, your career changed from that moment. It really did. You, I'm telling you, you, you knew you could throw the ball. You knew that we're going to throw the ball this year, and we're going to change. Like it, it, it's amazing how impactful that is to show confidence in your player and. And give him the chance to sort of make those leaps in confidence. And, and so even to go back a week to what we crushed Frost with, with throwing the ball uh, after the fumble on the kickoff, even, even like, I still think Frost has moments where he is always trying to show to his guys, 
I believe in you. I trust you. I, you you're the man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, two sides of that. I, I would agree you need I to do that. I still disagree with the call. I am still, yes. when it comes to four-minute offense or if, you know, don't throw it backwards in the end zone. On like those are still things I wholeheartedly totally. believe. I'm not against throwing taking a shot down the field. Right on the one, I don't like a bubble screen on the one. Yes, right, right. I don't no. want to run option on the one. Right. I want to either run it up the middle or take a shot deep. Yes. So four minute offense. I want to run the clock out. Yes. But and, at the same time, the rest of the game, I like aggressiveness. I like a, a I like a confident coach. I like a confident you know. Well, and I think that, play calls. I think, uh, and we're getting we're kind of getting off the res- yeah. reservation here a little bit, but like bring it back. We're, we'll bring it back. But the I think one thing we're getting back at or we're, we're getting to is that I still think a huge task that this coach has on their plate is instilling confidence from a broad sense in this team. And there are a lot of different ways to do that, but I still think that is a a, a ever going ongoing process right now. I don't know that it's not the most important thing we're doing mm-hmm. because we want to win as much as we can this year. If we can win the Big Ten this year, I mean, oh, hallo- God, I hallelujah. Mean, yeah, but this is still we're building for the long term right now. And these young guys, they're frost guys. That I mean that to me is the story. Is can we develop these because these guys, this you know, Wandale Mo and and Adrian, you know, and some of these other young guys on defense, you know, the, the you know, you name them, uh Cam Taylor. Cam Taylor, you know, even guys like uh Nelson and yeah. some of the, you know, you these guys are actually getting time right now. These guys are sort of going to be the core for, you know, that sets Where the tone for five right. years. I mean, the guys that are Riley's guys that are, you know, seniors now, like they're sort of just like a Lamar Fro- Jackson. Yeah. Frost a, job yeah. is just to, to get the most that he can out of those guys. But to, to build these other guys up to another place is the most important thing right yes, now. Yes, to- totally, To totally develop agree. those guys to the point where they can then set the culture for going forward more than anything because that's really what this is about. This is about the long-term Frost rebuild because, as everybody kind of said, this is the right guy at the right time, and without him, I don't know where the heck this program can go. So we need this to work now. And so this this aspect of it the more i'm the more i think about it is is vital vital it's essential yeah let's talk about martinez for a second um i thought he played better uh I, the thing that you like the most is no sacks no turnovers mm-hmm. that's good um what what do you see in him right now uh or i guess your expectations of him this year and where he's at. Tell me what you're seeing, though. Well, that's it. I guess because I wrote a question out for you. Are we all being too hard on Martinez? Like, did we, are we being, did we set the bar too high for him heading into the year? Well, yeah, we, we did. We, we, I, I we think, were talking Dark Horse Heisman. Because it's like the guy, there's a lot of people who's like, boy, something's, I mean, they're like, like, something's wrong with him. He was 16 to 27 for 257 yards and two touchdowns, and he ran for a touchdown and 11 carries, 44 yards. It's like, that's not, 
And bottom line, the offense he quarterbacked scored 44 points and had 525 yards of offense. And there is there are some co- pockets of conversations out there that are like, what's wrong with Martinez, man? What's wrong with this guy? So, so I think you know what I mean. Like, so I also think sometimes have but, we? Yes, but from what but you've the, seen in him, what is your takeaway on Martinez still, right now? He's still there. Is a and this is a, a very broad thing that is hard to say. Like he's still lacks a rhythm to me and a decisiveness. Like, I think the one thing that you, whenever I'm watching a really good quarterback play, it's just crisp. Everything they are doing is crisp. It's, you can even see it in their progressions. They're just, they're making good, clean, quick decisions, whether it's to throw the ball, to run the ball. There's a crispness to the way guys that are in that like Neo in the matrix zone at quarterback that I still don't totally see with him. And I don't know what to attribute that to. I, and I also sometimes don't know. There are times like, and, and this could be because he's, when you, when you're, when you are in dis, when you're not decisive, you look slower. There are times he doesn't look as explosive as he's looked. Okay. So that's a good point. So I think there's, there's, there's two sides to that. Uh, there's a positive and negative. Of what I saw with Martinez yesterday. He, he, he wasn't taking sacks as much, and he was scrambling and getting it. So that was the positive. But to, to your point, I, I was seeing the same thing. I wasn't seeing the ball getting out of his hand on time. He was like he was always 1-1,000, too slow to throw it. So yes. guys were open and the ball hadn't come out yet and he was waiting and then he would so a few times you saw like our receivers were almost gonna ask you about that on top what of each that? other Wanda there were numerous times one, one time JD so the first third down JD caught it but then later in the game on the bit or later in the first half on the long Wandell caught it I don't know who the ball was going to honestly <laughs> how do you run a route concept unless the timing's off that two guys are crossing each other's area within five yards so Nick my my best est my best guess on what was happening, and this is sort of my guess on on Martinez right now, is the ball's not coming out in rhythm on time. It's it's all he's holding it too long. That's what I'm seeing from Martinez. So on these routes, the guys are open in the middle of the field, and the ball should be there. Boom. And instead, it's one one thousand, two one thousand, holding it too long, and then all of a sudden the routes are on top of each other. And it's in the balls and tighter windows. And so my, my takeaway was, I think it's that he's holding it too long. Okay. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, these guys, this is what they work on every day. And I'm sure, you know, Mario produce goes, doesn't know these. Yeah. Been telling him that, but that's probably something he needs to just learn and get comfortable with is I know where to go with it and when to go, go there with it. And he doesn't have to just always, see it he sort of needs to anticipate it and so you're throwing with anticipation rather than just throwing on site maybe yeah and so there's some there's some line there that unless we're you know i'd love to be able to sit there and watch film with these guys and hear mario tell them the ball should be out now right because i'm sure that's what they're doing because because yeah i think there's there's some sort of there i think there's a delay in in he's or he's not anticipating quite enough right now because it all feels a count too slow or a count behind when he's releasing the ball. And then there are flat out times that he is he's he's missed a few guys. Mm-hmm. Like he's just and listen, nobody's gonna 
throw a perfect pass every time, but like he's he had I thought he had stolen the end zone for a touchdown. He had Spielman on a play in a where they were they were in a, a, a zone. Yeah, it was, it was high. high I mean, like the, the so there are times where like guys are there and he's either a count late or he's just missing them. He's but never so, early. He's always late. Right. He throws it late or he throws it high would probably be his two. Those issues. are his two. Right. So it's yeah it. It's a. Uh, it's. It, what are you seeing from him running? To, it, he's not. He's not looking to run. Even when he was scrambling, it, it's really he's scrambling. Not there's no. Uh, I'm going to make him pay by if they're not. You know, it's more at the only at the very last possible moment he's like well oh actually I can, I can still scream it's almost like he's surprised he can do it right so i i think he's really his mindset is trying to find someone and he's really locked into that um yeah he doesn't it doesn't maybe look quite as as crisp or uh, maybe not crisp. he but. seemed like he was a better runner even with the bad knee i felt like he had there were more holy shit runs from him last year than well, he you know he's maybe 20 pounds heavier like that's what, sometimes i'm just like Sometimes I think he looks a little heavy, like he looks, looks a, a little, little a little too heavy to me. You know, he still he still moves good. Um, I I don't think he is. He looks a little a, more elusive last year. Yeah, and so he's still. Uh, I think I think obviously we're we're nitpicking here, but we I, for I, sure. I still I still think the guy is really. I mean, it's still the guy still is a really good player, mm-hmm. and he still is. The bottom line is, you're a defensive coordinator, and you have to go against him that week. You're like, fuck. Yeah, you are. I wouldn't want to play him. No, because because this to me, we are where we are, and he's playing average ball for him. Right. So you got to go in as a coordinator, a defensive coordinator, and go. At some point, that dude. Gonna we're get we're def- if we're gonna guard this guy. Off of what he's doing, that's a big mistake. Not be, not maybe you know guard this guy of what he can do. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know if this would help him, but sometimes I think when you're a decision maker, whether it's a point guard in basketball or a quarterback, before the play, sometimes I think it's sometimes it's better to start eliminating things before the play even starts. Like sometimes you can tell before a play even starts, you can say that's not going to be there. This isn't going to be there. Like and and that simple. So instead of having a a one two three read, you can maybe eliminate something and make your process a little a little a little easier. But he just yeah. again that I, it's hard to describe. But he he just doesn't have. There's not a crisp rhythm to what he's doing yet. But you know what? I think we we did a lot more last year. Um, it sort of plays in this. It plays into rhythm. Is we maybe at times we we ran we people weren't guarding us maybe the same too. But like we were throwing a lot of those just quick right. easy the quick little I know. those Nick those as a quarterback have got to make you just feel like I'm just why are they throwing. not? I, I think people are playing us different. Okay, I do. I think people are are coming out and they are pressing the box right now and they're saying. Do anything besides run inside zone and throw bubble and, screens. Yeah, and so we have to do that, right? Um, but I think that helped him a lot last year. So, you know, Ohio State. I think that was the game. We just I think we threw bubble screens maybe 
boom, boom, boom. All day yeah. long. And, you know, then it's, we become really hard to defend because then we're moving. We're picking up that first down yardage or, you know, if, if we can run the ball. Then we're going. And then those throws become the more quick, easy rhythm throws where right now he's, he's having to do a lot more, a lot more all the time. Yes. And that's hard for a young guy. The, let's get into the, the rushing, the run game. From the from the running back standpoint, I thought I thought last night was one of the first times you got to kind of see what the one two combination of those two guys can look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mills pops the one sixty yarder, fumbles the next play, but like he looked pretty fast on that on that play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mills had a great touchdown run on uh, on his on his twenty. It was like a twenty four yarder or whatever. And then holy shit, is Maurice Washington fast? Yep, like. Oh my God! The, the, I mean, his touchdown run was—he's had so far. He's had two plays where it's just like that is that is just a, a guy that's a superior athlete. That yeah, and, and they really are very different runners. They're such yeah. different styles. Ramo has this weird ability to to bounce things. He's really good at that. Like that's a skill to be able to to take it and bounce. Not everybody knows how to bounce outside. He's got good vision. He can bounce it, and he has this way of. He can turn the corner at full speed, and when he turns that corner, and he gets—I mean, he gets it kind of. Uh, if for any of the you know football historians, he's got a little bit of that Eric Dickerson like really good upright running he does form. A little, yeah, I he love looks that. A little like it, it looks it, pretty. It's yeah. a pr- he looks great when he runs. It doesn't right. look like it. It just looks like it's it's very just. It's just so natural and easy. It's not hard like. If it's like if you you saw him like if I was built like that, that's how easy it would be to run. Like right. that's that's how it is. Like it just it just feels like there's no effort when he sprints. The 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 one thing that they're still even though they gosh they toted it they they still ran the ball for uh you know they had 238 yards rushing seven yards seven point two yards per and carry. Mose Mose was a pass because it was a pitch forward. Oh yeah, that's true. Right. So that's sixty or seventy yards on a on a forward pitch. What, what's weird though is they don't, they still don't feel like they're consistently winning in the trenches, but yet they're but yet they're they're getting results. You know, I mean, they held because the, Northern Illinois held a really good Utah running back to under a hundred yards rushing the week before. Again, like I think the people that like Northern Illinois is not a bad team. And like that, their defensive front is actually pretty good. And, and Scott Frost in his presser said something, you could tell he was on his mind. And it was on his mind is they came out and did something that they hadn't shown them. So they had saved something and they did this 3-3 stack or yeah. something. He, he mentioned that and he goes, and all of a sudden their whole like one tight and one back package was, they couldn't do it because they weren't prepared to block that scheme. So, you know, that's something that they needed to have been to work on, I think, to feel comfortable. So yeah. they had to stick to stick to this sort of maybe a package that they didn't really want to be in as right. much. But um, I think that's two games now or three games now where these teams are, they're moving a lot on us. They're attacking our first down inside zone run game. And they, I mean, Martinez was trying to run the ball a little bit. I like that's the thing I hope I hope that Frost doesn't ditch and I don't think he will. He won't. Like I liked cuz that cuz that I liked I liked actually liked his quarterback run play calls yesterday. It just didn't work. They were people were on. I mean, yeah. you're just watching these these defenses. I'm going like are people just whiffing their blocks or but I mean they were coming 
at those plays. So they, I almost want to give credit to the teams for doing a good job against us because, you know, I don't think these are bad play calls. I don't think, I just, I don't think guys are just whiffing blocks necessarily or getting killed, but teams are doing a good job against this right, right. now. And I think this is going to be, this is going to be a test for this offense to, to deal with. Okay. So maybe people know us a little bit better now. Like, how are we going to respond to this? Right. And I don't, I, I have seen some, some of this. And I mean, listen, Twitter is not a place where you go to get like great takes, but like, oh, they are the best. They're the best takes in the, in the game. But there's some people that, that were being critical of the run game of like, well, you take away, if you take away a couple of the long runs, it's, it's back to three yards of carry, whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's a slippery slope to go down. But that's what happens when teams are pressing the line. So, that's that's what you should do to teams that are playing you like that. So if teams play you where they're blitzing all the time or they're pressing the line, you're susceptible. They win, but when they win most of the time, but when they lose, it beats them bad. So right, that's the good teams point. that are playing, let's say, a style that's a little bit less pressing or a little less in the box, you should be able to, you know, you know, sort of yeah. pick pick them apart versus you know where it's four five four five six seven four. You know, but when it's pressing the line, it's maybe zero zero fifty. Yeah, you know that yeah. that's the difference. Now, I'm seeing way more teams saying we're going to do that and make you beat us with the somebody better beat us with a big play versus well, we're not going to let you do the zone read for four every time. But even want. Frost himself has said that this offense isn't an offense that's built to just methodically drive down the field. Like, they, they are more of a chunk, explosive play kind of an offense, too. So I also think people need to adjust their – how they assess a rushing attack a little bit. Like, I, I, think, I think it's going to be a little bit more kind of like this than it is consistently. Well, and especially if people are going to play us the way they're playing. I think right. it's a combination. I mean, this offense – it's definitely explosive. There's definitely you'd like the big chunks. I do see. I see the way people are playing us as a factor in the way we're our, like that. To me, is showing us kind of what we are having to sort of become because of. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I don't. Is actually. Yeah. That's gonna. It's gonna be boomer bust a little bit it, with how it I feels mean, boomer yeah. bust because I mean there was nothing there. There was a couple times there. I mean it was. I mean, you're stuffed, completely stuffed. Yeah. But I mean, then, but then, obviously, there were a couple times the yeah. Mills or Washington or whoever hit a crease, and it was and it's pay dirt. You're you're, you're scoring touchdowns, right? So that. But do you feel? I mean, do you, like, where are you at? Three games in, where are you at with like the the rushing attack? You feel way better after. The, I mean, to see Mills make yeah, burst one, bu- yeah, bust so, a few, and so to to see him get through the line. Nobody needed that more than Diedrich Mills. You know, he got in the end zone and scored a touchdown. It looked like he just like exploded because he was like, yeah, thank oh, my God. God. Yeah. People don't know. <laughs> he knows he's a good player, and he's like, people right. think I can't run and run past the line. Like, yeah. you know, he's a good player. Right. Um, and so he needed that. He needs – I think he's still developing in the offense just in terms of knowing when and how to hit the holes. He, here's his quote. Here, Mills after the game. Said, quote, the first couple weeks I was rushing the line instead of slowing myself down, seeing the right holes and making the right cuts. 
And I think that goes to what we've talked about. He was a guy that was running into the backs of his blockers. Danny, Danny, the other day on the pod, kind of talked about how he needs to understand to press, press the line and then be able to cut back yeah. or or just. And and that's one thing I think people got to understand that like it's gonna it's it it's gonna take a little bit sometimes for like these younger guys, Wandell Mills, to to get used to the offense this level. And, but I thought that was an interesting, cause that's exactly what it looked like. And then to read this quote, you're like, that's, that's perfect. It's funny. I, I, I'm so guilty of forgetting how much time it takes to develop a player. And I, and I right. shouldn't be, cause I, I was a freshman and I remember being a true freshman and then a redshirt freshman and a, like by my redshirt sophomore year, I was then finally kind of ready to like to play but then even those you know you, the handful of first games you play you make some plays that you go that sucked yeah and it's not till you're you know like for me it was like my junior and senior years where it was rare than i was going to make bad mistakes because uh-huh. you just you know you've had just those extra i mean truly like hundreds of reps in practice you get those extra hundreds of reps where you're the guy that gets the first team reps and gets to see. And all of a sudden, the plays don't seem complicated. The teams you're playing against don't seem complicated. But when it's when you're young, it looks fast. Oh God, yeah. it looks fast. You're going. You're thinking about you're just what trying you're to doing. survive. Like there's yeah. difference between trying to thrive each play or survive each play. Yeah, and young players. Oftentimes, are just trying to to like get through the play, and you're without without like and you, royally. Fun. And you know what you're thinking and, about when you're when you're a freshman receiver is like, okay, my route is uh, <laughs> this. If but if the coverage there, do I do I sit down or do I? Right. You're thinking about it when you are a senior receiver who's played for four years is like, oh, these guys are going to fake uh, cover two three, so it will be. Right. And then like you're already you know what it's going to be, and you go the ball will is. You know, right. I've played Martinez for four years and he always throws this early if he knows I'm like yes. those things then are what you're thinking about and it's not so scary. Totally. And people are just you're right. It, we all we all probably do such a terrible job of remembering just how hard this is and how it is freaking really hard for a young player to come in and just hit the ground running. Yeah, and that's where you just got to remember like the the more the more games they play, the more practices they have, the stronger they get, the faster they, like all those things play into it gets easier. Right. So I, I need to always remind myself of that because I, you know, you think, oh, well, yeah, Wandale should know that. It's like, Wandale. or Mills, Mills should. Why is the Mills coming in? It's like, well, Wandale missed here's prom. The thing. Wandale, Wandale Mills, just missed prom. Mills played in a totally different. He played in an option offense at Georgia Tech. Then he was in junior college. Yeah, which is like, which is. I mean, that's where it's. We like, give it to you. Run there. There yeah, might so be a like, hole. This play called left. <laughs> you gonna run left? You know, and then like the guy that you don't think the next play right. <laughs> Here's the thing: we're gonna set up left to then go right. You know, I mean, or there's you know a junior. I mean, there's some junior college. Well, then we gotta study because that's what we don't do really good. So I think it's easy to think that like these guys are just like Dedrick Mills is gonna show up and be like Ezekiel Elliott, and Wandell Robbins is gonna show up and be Amari Cooper like right away. And you're like, it's just usually 
99% of the time, it's just not like that right away. Nope. It's just not. And that's, that's the part. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to remember that, but we are playing young dudes right now. Yeah. Because do you watch Last Chance You on Netflix at all? Have you ever watched it? I think I saw the first episode, and I, I just, I, I was like, but I, I knew too many of those guys well that I was like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good reminder of, it's a good reminder for like junior, like never get junior college. It's like, here's, here's the thing, and I mean this all the Like for all, there's a reason you're in junior college. There well, just usually is. You either have some sort of massive issue, whatever. Like I, you, I only saw the one episode, but didn't it wasn't like, man, we got to get this guy to go to class. And it was like, the one guy's like, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it is, it is full fledged babysitting for these guys. So it's just, and so, but it's also important to never forget that also these guys are, you know, 19, 20, you know, like they're, they're still immature in their minds too without things. But so you're not a a fully formed. Yeah. You don't think like, yeah, we're 35 years old. You have some people listen as 40, 45, 50 years old, where it's like you have the maturity and the all that. I mean, like, even from like, it's basically every five years of your life, you're like, you look back at yourself five years, you're like, wow, I was, was kind of young and dumb. I thought I had to figure it out and I didn't know anything. Yeah. I mean, my prevailing thought at times in college was like, how can I nap? How can I nap? When, when can I nap and how can I nap? Because all I want to do is. Where's the party nap. at Saturday? Yes. All I, my whole thought was like, <laughs> if I could get a three-hour nap i was going to be on i, I was oh i'd napped almost every day i mean, I mean I, it was so three so you but just, you could we could nap for three hours yeah, so. think of, like imagine right now if you went in there and so, i couldn't dream of napping for three hours oh yeah i don't it, i mean naps are great but three so, hours but that's how it was back the then. older you get if you take a three-hour nap when you're older like you come out and it's like <laughs> somebody's been like They drugged you, right? Like, yeah, they drugged me good. I did. I... You come out and it's like, it's the year 2048. <laughs> Everyone has vacated to Mars except Mr. Knapp over here. There's one man left on the planet and his name is Mr. Knapp, but he roams the earth looking for others like him that have slept away this, this frozen tundra of a world. <laughs> Mr. Nap was in for a full three hours, and a lot happened in that time. Oh, God, but that's honestly what it is. Oh, man. Coming to summer. Jake Gyllenhaal stars in the new hit series, The Nap. Where am I? Where did he go? What year is it? Where did everyone go? Oh, but when you're in college, napping for three hours was like, like if you got a less than an hour nap, you're like, we have skipping class now. Yeah. It's like, how tempting was it when you had an eight, like you'd have like an eight thirty class, then maybe like a nine thirty class. But if you didn't go to that class, you had like a noon or something like that. And you're like, dog, I can go home, catch a two and a half hour Netflix Mr. Nap. And when then, Mr. Nap was calling. I mean, the, the, you could. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> okay. The apocalypse hit during <laughs> that long nap. Was he cryogenically frozen or did he nap for three hours? It's like Jasper on The Simpsons when he, fro- he got in the freezer 
And he gets like, moon pie. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. I got to wipe the tears away from me. So to put a bow on the offensive conversation, like if there was a checklist, you wanted to see the ball throw down the field more and more guys... <laughs> Coming this summer, nap. <laughs> but it's true. As an adult, if you sleep for three hours, it's brutal, dude. Oh yeah. You, oh man. It's like you're you're fresh, but you're not. Like you might as well. Oh, no, you're not. Been fresh. like so. Mike Tyson gets to punch me in the face, and this is how I'm gonna feel. Like whoosh, like you get knocked out. That's what you feel like when you come back. God. An adult nap is a is a Mike Tyson <laughs> knockout. Mike Tyson punch it. Punch you in the face. You need a nap. You nap? Ball and nap. <laughs> um, Get that good REM sleep. I never got to sleep like that before in my life. Oh, if, you, if you take an adult nap and you had to come take the SAT, you might as well just write down zeros and just be like, I got a zero. comprehension, you'd be like, what? Uh, huh? Uh, what's happening here? I got to take the SAT oh, now? Um, okay. Oh, God. Name. Yeah, sir. Nap? No, not nap. <laughs> uh, I know my name. Oh, God. Whose fault was that? Was that my fault? Yes. Yeah. That was my bad. You talked okay. about how good naps were in yeah. college. Which they oh, were. they were great. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to, I mean. Okay, let's read. Okay, reset. Okay, here we go. We look at each other. Let's look at each other. Are we good? Yeah, so. So, so we avoided offense. eye contact. I know it's going to laugh. Look at me. Are we good? We're good. Are we done with the nap laugh? Naps are done. We're done thinking about naps. <laughs> Okay. Get back. Come on, let's get back to it. All right, here we go. All right. So, but the offensive checklist, you wanted to see the ball get thrown down the field more, check. You wanted to see more guys emerge catching the ball, pseudo yeah. check. And then Frost said, Frost did say he wanted to see more chunk plays, check. Yep. So, what was, was it a, the Mona Lisa offensively yesterday? No, but it was still 525 yards, 44 points. Did they leave a lot out there? Absolutely. Yeah, there was, but, call it, Five or ten plays that we all kind of went yuck, yuck. That's that's uh, yeah. That's sloppy. That's if you eliminate those, we're feeling better, right? And the the day Martinez looks like the Martinez we know he can be, we're gonna go. Now we're rolling. And another reason why I didn't feel as good was what we're getting into the next is the kicking situation. I mean, you talk about a code red, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe I mean, that's the maybe that's why I felt it was so much sloppier. Because imagine if some of those end in a, a at least points, like you you're you're either yes. making the field goal or ma like what I don't know enough about kicking. To, I mean, I was the holder, but I don't know. Like I think it was uh, might have been Petros on TV was talking about how was was Armstrong slow like on his walk like was he. When the when the outside guy, when the outside edge guy, who you don't, touch you really don't usually. even, yeah, you you all step down. down. If that guy's blocking it, we usually say that's on the kicker. Okay, not all. I mean, if the guy off the edge, the is, first one was up the gut. The first one's up the gut, and but, I want to say the first one was, you know, he took out his three iron and said, "This is under the tree. <laughs> I'm gonna just push this under the tree," and then. You know, it was it was low. It was a low punch. 
Well, I was thinking about, I wrote down that I wanted to t- reminisce about your career as a field goal kicker, but we had the nap laugh, so we probably... We better not go down that road. I mean, you had the worst career as a field you, you, But you, I know the feeling of when you kick it and hits the, you know, you it kicked doesn't a, you go You kicked up. A, a tornado ball that never left the ground. I, I was been, holding it. I, I mean, I, Was I, it I the hold, like, though? It, it, <laughs> it was the hold's fault. Was it the hold? But so, I don't know what, to, I mean, I don't, what is Pickering, someone said he was in uniform and... and was He's on been napping. Pickering <laughs> nap. That's what happened. Is Pickering been napping? Is Pickering actually a, a, an adult who napped and no one can find him now? He's still just like, I can't, I can't snap out of it, coach. Like, snap out of it, Pickering. Get a hold of yourself, Barrett Pickering. Wake up from this nap. We need you out there. Look at this kicking. But they need, I mean, so they brought the guy that kicked at Air Force in. He was like, they were like, can you kick? He was like, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> can I, sir? Johnson, yes, sir. Can you kick? Yes, sir. It would be an honor and a privilege. <laughs> I will get that ball up over the line. <laughs> Johnson. Yes, sir. <laughs> We need a kicker. Can you kick? Sir, yes, sir. Well, then get out there, quit talking about it, and kick that ball through the upright. It'd be an honor to play for sir. <laughs> so maybe we got the Air Force. We got the Air Force involved. So wait, th- this guy came from the Air Force? Like, I don't he, was a, he kicked at Air Force. He and, tra- he's a transfer? Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't even know that. This yeah. is, so this is the guy that... The th- ca- that came in for Armstrong. Okay, at the end. I didn't know if they pulled him off the street or where he came from they pulled him out of the air force they pulled him out of the air force they pulled him out of a out of a jet in the sky and he came in to kick but they that situation like we can laugh all we want about it but that's a disaster if they don't get that situation figured out oh god well is anybody and i i maybe should have looked this up but is there a diagnosis they they don't well frost they don't talk about injuries okay so it's i mean he's i i think he's he's gonna come back Okay, so it's not like he blew out his knee. It's like he might no. have a tweaky, call it... Uh, something. I mean, he's, I don't know. Just a little tweak Stubbed in his the, toe. What's the, hit your hip flexor? That's, yeah, something like that. That's could be big, a little... The big kicker muscle, probably. So he needs to come back. But with all that said, I mean, that's what we can... I mean, we don't... The so, kicker thing, it's like they need to get better. Yeah, so Pickering's napping. We went to the Air Force. <laughs> Private Johnson. <laughs> Is his name Johnson? I don't know. Okay, no. What's his name? I don't think so. I'll figure it if out. If his name's Johnson, that's pretty good. Lieutenant Johnson, Cadet Johnson. Cadet Johnson. I'll figure it out. But uh, but obviously that situation needs to get freaking figured out. I yeah. mean, yeah. Uh, McCollum. McCollum. McCollum, get in there. McCallum. Get in there and kick it. Lane McCallum. Yeah, that's what he needs to do. Sir, yes, sir. Uh, but... The, the one thing I will say, though, other than that, like the special teams outside of that, the, the blocked punts, the stuffing, the fake punt, yeah. I do think that you can see that guys are starting to take pride in it, you know, like covering a kick, uh, whatever. Like there was, there was an element, there is an element of like, the spe- outside of the kicking situation, I do feel like the special teams has really improved. Yeah, I agree. So that's good. Because special teams was atrocious last year. Yeah, I, it, it almost feels like in college football, special teams is le- it's just less important. Maybe kickoffs are usually, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, maybe I'm wrong. But the, in the way they do the punt teams, it's just it's it almost 
What did he see? What did, what did DeWitt see on there? Did you see what where they were vulnerable? Because clearly, Coach DeWitt saw something on film and attacked the ish out of that thing. Because wow, you know, I, I'd never played the rugby punt, so right. the the rugby. I, I always think like a lot of times it looks like you just looks like there's I just Swiss like I try cheese to all the block it every time. Like, I mean, it looks like guys are yeah it, send four guys like run into jump high and then three guys around. I mean. <laughs> I'd be going for that rugby. Like, you want to do the rugby every time? Like, okay. I guess they could maybe just throw it then over your head. Well, I mean, but because they're all. I mean, everybody can have balls to go for it. There's like six eligible, you know, five eligible receivers. Like, nobody's, you know. Yeah, but but in my opinion, outside of the kicking situation, special teams has gotten better. Yeah, they look Uh, they look solid. But certainly, that the kicking situation needs to get better. Um, Okay, defense. Okay, can we? Really, really, really stop and give Eric Chenander some fucking love because 11 of the 12 quarters, you eliminate the the fourth quarter at Colorado. 11 of the 12 quarters, this defense has been awesome. Like active, flying around. Again, Northern Illinois did not score a touchdown. And I feel like we look so much more sound this year. That's the word I'm going to use, sound and scheme. Um, not that we don't miss a tackle and we don't, you know, we're, you know, we do something slightly wrong, but I haven't seen just like major lacking of, you know, somewhat being in the right position and, and communication being pr- like, those things are looking pretty good right now. Agree. Not that we're playing out of our mind, but we're, we look so much more sound than we did, you know, 12 months ago. Yeah, because even when guys, even even when they complete a pass, someone's, like, no one's, very rarely are guys just running free. Yeah. Now, there, I will say this, where there are a couple times, Northern Illinois, Nebraska got beat deep and they missed guys that got beyond, but like, they missed them. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, I'd love to see what a stat was yesterday there were a lot of pass breakups. Like I'm talking, they batted Lamar, the ball. JoJo Sullivan. Yep. Um, there, there was. I mean, there was at least four or five different, like legitimate, like I batted the ball down as it was coming. To, it's like a little. Like it's just like they're they're making plays and winning at that moment. The, that that's the word you just said. Making plays. Not that people weren't covered in the past, but we weren't knocking the ball down. Right. Make the play. So that that That's is thing. great it's just, to see. It's it's guys are and making the play, and that can be breaking up the pass, um, pressuring, getting home on the quarterback. Like the pressure's been solid. I don't know if the Oki State guy makes a big difference. I did hear their uh, Thomas Hammock, their head coach, made the point that they were like, yeah, you know, they got a bit that big dude in the middle is hard to move. And I think I think he's made a big difference. I think that's allowing some of those backers to run free. I just think they're uh, overall. I I think we need to give credit where credit's due. It's interesting how people are always quick to just crush the defense last year, and it feels like people are maybe a little slower to to give them praise this year. I want to make sure we're giving like I I've been wildly impressed with the progress and the performance of the defense through three games. Yeah, I so one of one of my one of the notes I wrote down was our D line continues to look stout. And yeah. I mean to me that tells me that not that we're looking 
we're not necessarily like exploding off the edges on pass downs, but I'm, I was watching him pretty close on these rundowns. You know, Daniel's in the middle, and the two, uh, the the twins, they are they're hard to move. I mean, you, you want to run against these guys, and they're not getting. They're taking on you know sometimes doubles, and they're just holding their ground, and it's just those three dudes are making everybody else's job so much easier. So I think it's it, everything starts with those three big guys um, and, you know, how they stop the run. So I think everything has been better because of that. Right. My, my biggest takeaway is, okay, versus a Wisconsin and an Iowa. Can they still hold up? How are we going to look against them? Because that's – Michigan, Wisconsin, and I were the teams that, that they play. Right. Well, not as much as more Michigan, but like it, they still do some. That that power game, that power offense. Right now, these guys look like they're ready to play that, and right. I think I think actually that would play. I think I agree. I, 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 I everything I see from them, they, it doesn't look like they would let you know that would be a problem. So I, I'm I'd be excited to see sort of how these guys are going to look once we get. That, that's against, still to be determined. The top, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, the top what happens teams. when they? But because so far, to me, they have dominated the line of scrimmage in all three games. Yes, defensively. Yep, and our defense from there, I think, has looked solid, looked sound against the competition we've been playing. But yes, we we got we got Ohio State in two weeks. Yeah, we got you know we got some of these big games coming up. That's the test, and I think that might be why people are a little slow to praise Chenander, but Chenander. Deserves praise for well, what he's I mean, done. without with, they could be. I mean, if they've carried the team so far. Oh yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it, they could be zero and three in all reality if the, if this defense hasn't been not just good but been really good. Scored scored points the first week, shut out Colorado for three quarters, and then and then this week didn't allow an offensive touchdown. And they are, I mean, they're, they're, uh, their quarterback in the first quarter started one for eight. Like, so you're getting in, and, you know, that Montez started slow. That Like, they're, they're, they're heating quarterbacks up. They're disrupting their, their, their ability to get comfortable and into a rhythm. I've just, I just want people to, I, I've been very impressed with the defense so far. Now, imagine if they do those, what, exactly what they've done, and our offense is Starts, firing. Right. These games are over after a quarter and a oh, half. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, the offense, I mean, yesterday, if the offense was firing, that thing would have been, that thing would have been like, it's uh, over. it'd have been 44 to three it, at half. They left, they left a ton of points on the board. I'm talking the first quarter, they could have had probably 24, 28 yes. points, and the game's over. I just think that that side of the ball, we talk about the confidence. To me, that side of the ball appears to really start to like, they're starting to play with a little bit of, of that, of that, you know, we talk about that black shirt swagger and stuff like they, they have that, that kind of nastiness the, the, to them right now. So the offense needs to, to help them out. Cause when they play like that on offense, you got to deliver then so that then they don't have to ever even worry because then they can think about how much more confidence you are when it's like it's quarter, we're a quarter in and we're up 28 right. versus we're up seven right we're we are dominating this team and it's 10 nothing then you just turn you know you just you know you you pin your ears back and guess right. what they gotta start throwing the ball right and we're gonna get interceptions now you know what's uh what's really cool to see too is uh the goal line stand was great and sullivan 
Eli Sullivan made another great play. And now, if you watched that play, that was awesome. I mean, because that's yeah, I, a, I, that's such a hard pickup that he made. I mean, you want to talk about degree of difficulty? That's like a nine five to get that ball down. Because he, if if you watch, they he was lined up kind of on on a covered tight end and they motioned him and then did a sprint out. So he had to go from the opposite side of the field, follow, follow the guy sprint and, and get there to, to bat the ball down. He, I don't think he wasted a step. It was, it was flat out just like the line and and had to bend around like sort of a pick even, and then took the, the perfect angle to get there right. And he's, time. I just think he's also, whenever, I know people sometimes like the whole walk on program and all that stuff, like him, uh, Stalbert, the kid from uh, Carney that blocked one of the punts and hit, like, you're starting to kind of see what the walk on, like, those are, those were the dude, like, those are important players that can come in and provide depth and end up being like, Eli Sullivan has made a difference this year. These, these coaches that didn't understand that in the past, they didn't understand this walk-on program. Like, what is there to not get about you get really good talent? Like, you get an unlimited source, essentially, of, of your state's talent. If you're willing to just take them and say, right. we want you, just tell them we want you, bring on maybe more than is what you would say is your manageable number, but you say, you know, we want more. And guess what? There's going to be three to five guys every year that are going to start for you mm-hmm. that are going to be your best players at that position. You know, of one of these, you know, one of these guys, 22 gonna, spots, right? three to five of them are going to be these walk ons. I mean, that nobody else really wanted. Maybe another, uh, another smaller D1 or, or Division II school in the surrounding states. But all you got to do is say, guys, we want you. And you just got to earn it, but we'll, we got a place for you here. And these guys will play harder. They'll set the culture for you. And then you'll get, you'll get playmaking starters out of these guys uh, every totally. single year. I mean, it is a – like think about Eli Sullivan is a walk-on safety from Longmont, Longmont Colorado. And he is playing over – Noah Pola Gates, who is the four-star stud safety recruit from what? What years? Sullivan. Sullivan is a. I think this is his junior year. He's yeah. a redshirt junior. Yeah. And so I guess, but that's what I'm saying is like, here comes this hot shot. Noah Pola Gates was like a big time, like Bama offered him and all yep. that stuff. But here's this, you know, uh, a guy, uh, a walk on. That right now is like better than him. And did you see the little? You're not on Twitter, but you know who went straight to the weight room after the game? Noah Pola Gates. Like that's kind of cool. Like, but that's but that's also something that else that walk-ons do. Yeah, is they make the hot shot big time recruit realize like, oh shit, this isn't like I, I got to get her going. You know, like I, I'm. It's since that's going to be handed to me. You know, it, it was like, amazing. You know, my time in Nebraska. If you if you looked at work ethic, and I don't know why this is, but the walk if you were a walk on at Nebraska, I don't know that there were many walk ons that didn't have either really good to great work ethic, right? Right, where 
when it came to the scholarship guys, I think guys had usually averaged a good work ethic, ethic, but on the average, it was better from the walk-ons. Right. There was always that little chip on their shoulder. And it's almost understood. It's an inherent, like, when, when, when I say the, yes. the term walk-on, the first thing you usually conjure up in your mind is a hard worker. Yes, because like it's, a lazy walk-on is like, why are you even here? I think there's a there's a there's maybe a, there's always been an, an expectation of the walk-ons. Like, if you do walk on here, this is expected. And this is sort of part of the expectation of that program, and that, that was why it's so freaking awesome. It's yes, it, it's part of what it was. It, it was its own. It's its own entity that is. There's a lot of pride in there. That if you ask any of these guys that were Nebraska walk-ons, they'll tell you that they'll say, "Hey, you know." We felt like we had to work harder. Yes. We wanted to, we wanted to beat these these big time recruits coming in every year that were the scholarship guys. Like we better we better do this. And so, but what like and you made the point. What happens from that is well, guess what? You know these scholarship guys or these big time recruits. Like yeah, they they probably have a upper hand, but they're competitive guys too. They don't like it when their coach says. I wish you worked as hard as so and so. Yeah, like a good a good example is our our, our good friend Brand Ragoni. Yep. Like, you, you know what those DBs didn't like? <laughs> Riggs. They didn't like Riggs in there working well, them to death. Right. And so Riggs is in there working them to death. You know the the in practice the receivers are trying to you know do a crackback block on them and Riggs is putting his head through their their faces and they're going. <laughs> You know, these big go, hey, could somebody tell them to slow down or something? And then the coaches are going, Hey, you don't you don't want to deal with Riggs? Like you better work a little harder and you better get a little stronger because Riggs is not slowing down. Right. That changes everybody. Like yes. one guy like that forces everybody to say, You either come to where I'm at or you know, you have to like or, or you're known as the soft guy, totally. or you're known as the, you, you get to be known as the, the guy that won't work hard. So not only not only a lot of people think of the walk on program having to show up like in a on like Stalbert or Sullivan or whatever last night. Like no, the walk on program also shows up in the invisible moments that aren't that are Monday through Friday of elevating everybody because they're they're working so damn hard. Yep, you know, and so there are a lot of different ways to gauge the walk-on program we only get to see saturday but where it's most impactful is oftentimes monday through friday and but i just think you what you've seen already is those guys come in and make plays and the thing that i I, you have to remember about what a walk-on goes through because i was a walk-on at kansas is if if frost plays a walk-on safety and the walk-on safety fucks up, who gets blamed? Frost. Mm-hmm. Why are you playing that walk-on? Yep. But if the star-studded, four-star, hot-shot recruit safety plays, and he fucks up, who do people blame? The recruit. The recruit. So it's one of those things, like, for these coaches to play these walk-ons, it's also kind of like they're putting their neck on the line, too. Agreed. So that's also another reason why I always... Like, you have to... You have to prove it so much more for such a longer period of time, more consistently, to even just get a shot from your head coach as a walk-on. Yeah. So I just think it's great. I just like that. Of all the plays that happened on Saturday, I'm not so sure Sullivan's play wasn't my favorite play. Sullivan's was the best play anybody. Like yeah, to me, to me, Mo's play was, was the most like. Woo. It was the funnest, and you know he. That took Both a of lot. His, I mean, even his first touchdown, he yeah, I mean, broke home boy. That's probably the most ta- like if you want to say what. That showed the most talent he, you know, he which he has, but the hardest play made was Sullivan's. 
Yes. The best play made was Sullivan's. Right. No question. That's a, that's a, that's a, like a, I don't even know what the right word is, but that's a, that's a change program type of play. And that, right. it might be small, well, but like, is. those plays it- are so, to me, like that goal line stand doesn't matter against Northern Illinois in that game. It does, we win. The no game was what. over. and But that stand does something for those guys' minds that, that some other play does not do. The like other, that is such a big deal. The other thing I guarantee you, and this is always such a fun thing when you made the play, you know that in film. Now, do football teams watch film as a whole team sometimes, or is it mostly individual? Whole, the whole team will usually, at least when I was there, the whole team would watch uh, not everything. Sometimes we'd watch a whole game. Uh, especially if you played bad, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but if you play good, it's usually you get a pick cut up some of plays, like, yeah. or they, you know, they'll do. But then but, you watch it as you know, you start breaking it down from then uh, offense, defense, and then position groups. But you have big, like I guarantee you that if there is a big team film session, Frost, it, that play is going to be one of the plays, and that's one of those plays that you know Frost is like, look at Sullivan here, guy, and everybody's. You know, like that's one of those moments yeah. in film. People are like, somebody stands up and goes and gives Sullivan a five, and they're, you know, and like those are those are like culture changing moments in a film room. And, and now, guess what? Sullivan's going to feel like, like I can play, right? He and, he feels like he, you know, and and then the other thing too is the other thing too is not only does he get confidence, but also everybody else on defense. There, there's a desire to be like, man, I want to have a moment like that mm-hmm. where in film frost in front of the whole team highlights me we all replay that a whole bunch of times and i you know i i make a great play like i want to have that yeah so there's that too so i just thought that was great uh two things before i i want to get into one few uh, something else but uh hopefully i think cam taylor's going to be okay uh, oh really? Good. I, I didn't so. know. I, I, I thought that shoulder. Not granted, like we're taping be. this on a Sunday, so if anything comes out, they don't talk about. But I thought I heard Lamar Jackson say he was going to be okay, and I think he came back out and he didn't look like he was in sort of. He was on the sidelines and wasn't in like some sort of sling or anything like that. Oh. So maybe it's just like a bad bruise. Maybe he just got it might his, be stinger. So the yeah. difference is, if you get that stinger, you know, you might be you might be out a couple of weeks, but right. Because he's important. Uh, you just don't want to tear that tear that shoulder up, no. then or dislocate or something. Because and then Brendan Hymas, their starting left tackle, also got knocked that out of like, the game. That looked like ankle. So that'd be a bad deal because he's important. I don't think their their depth is pretty, yeah, there. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, the one of the things I think, and then we'll wrap this up here soon. One of the things I think people need. So conference play is going to start, but like for anybody that's. There's, there's this tendency sometimes to think that when you are a fan of a team, you only see your deficiencies at times, you know, yeah. like where you're looking at like, oh, like, cause you, you'll hear Billy, this isn't going to happen against that team. You can't get away with it. That team. It's like, okay, Minnesota had to have a last second touchdown to beat Georgia Southern at home. Uh, Purdue got rocked by TCU at home. Granted, Sindelar, their quarterback, was out, but still, they're one and two. Uh, Illinois lost to Eastern Michigan at home. Maryland came crashing down back to earth and lost to Temple. Iowa, now granted, that's a rivalry game. Sometimes those games are always just slugfests, but they didn't look like... uh, just world beaters. No. They're they're a good team. They don't. Look, they didn't look like world beaters. Michigan State's offense is atrocious. I know they're not on the schedule, but you're, it's just the point of uh, you know Northwestern's one and one. Like 
let's not outside of now. I will say this: Ohio State's fucking really good. I watched that whole game because I kind of yesterday was one of those days. I sat at home. Mavo was off at a birthday party. I and I like I watched a whole bunch of Big Ten football. Yeah. Outside of Ohio State, who's really good, that game is terrifying. They are really good. The rest of the conference is just okay. I saw. I watched a little of the Penn State. They looked decent, but not great. They're not. I'm they not. Ter- I'm like terrified of Ohio State. I, but I'm not terrified of any other team right now. Yeah. I, and also, Wisconsin's yet to give up a point. I don't know how good of a competition they've really played. They play Michigan this week. We'll find out a lot about who they that are. Game's gonna, that's game, that game's going to tell us a lot about the Big Ten. How, like, if that game's like a powerhouse slug out, that will tell us more about how real Wisconsin is, how yeah. real Michigan is. Because uh, you know, that... Because if those two are both good, that's, you know... But I guess my point is, like, a lot of people just are like, oh, you know, it's... You, there's this tendency to just think that all these other teams are are world beaters. And I'm just telling you they're... Other than Ohio State. Other than Ohio feels, State, I just don't... Like, right now, see, like... I, I think that's college football right now. I think yeah, there's it, three or four top-tier... Like, you know, there's the Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, maybe Oklahoma, those three, four, and then it's... Anybody can beat anybody, and it's pretty freaking close. How about this little nugget? Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State won by a combined 242 to 53 this weekend. That tells you that. And then you th- if you throw in LSU, who played an FCS team, it was 307 to 67. So, like, I think those te- Clemson, Bama, Oklahoma, Georgia, Ohio State, LSU. LSU's like, I think I think those teams, I think it's those teams, and then I think after that, it's kind of like, there's 50 teams that could beat anybody on any and night. how you do the top 25 right now I don't know because so it's I just real quick with uh two things conference plays con- like I know you didn't play in the Big Ten but conference plays different right I mean because now non-con's over at Illinois next week what what does that mean what is it is it different does it feel different completely different yeah it, the level of seriousness almost goes up the the de- I don't know if the detail of the preparation really changes. You wouldn't think that, but it, it kind of does because you know each other better. You, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to surprise. Yeah. These so teams. the the longer you're in these, you know, these coaches are still fairly new, um, but they all, you know, they know the teams they're going to be playing better because they played them last year, and so it, it's it's no question. It, it all goes up a notch when it's conference play time. Yeah. So to say that it's just another, it's not. It goes up. It's kind. Of, it means more, and it does mean more because, you know, we like we said we lost to Colorado, and it's like oh, that sucks, but it doesn't matter. Right now, now there there are the real, real ramifications for what you're because in my opinion, Nebraska had a sequence of goals this year. It's like go to a bowl game, uh, win your division, win your conference, win your bowl game. Like those yeah. are like is that I would say there maybe four big goals. Winning the West is sort of the first. Well, yeah, thing winning in the West line. number one. Win the West, and if you win that, all you know you're gonna you're gonna go to a bowl you're going to a bowl. Stuff. But like win the West now now it matters because even you heard Mo Berry say after the Colorado game, it's like listen, this isn't after the Colorado loss. You're like yeah, it sucks, but I'm paraphrasing here, but like it's not gonna matter when we're in the Big Ten championship game, you yeah. know, which is technically true. So doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, I, biggest thing. I mean, if we had to make a checklist of what they need to get tightened up, got, they got to get Pickering back. They got to get the kicker, the kicking situation so, figured. So out. in close games, that's how you lose. That's how yeah. you lose. What we have right now for a kicking game, 
I mean, we lost Colorado because there was no chance we're making that no. kick. This game, you saw how we were. If this were a close game, we lose that game because of our kicking. Because we can't make a field goal. We can't even... Make an extra point. Making an extra point's hard. And right. those you lose close games like that, right? Why doesn't Frost go for two? I just realized that. Remember Chip Kelly's whole thing was go for two? Did he ever do that at Central uh, Florida? I don't think he did. did I don't he? think he did either. I wonder why he didn't bring that philosophy with him. I don't know. That'd be a question for him when we get him on the pod. I don't know. His guns were out too yesterday, by the way. At one Watch point, them. he was. Uh, yeah, I guess you didn't watch the game on TV. What, even the TV guys made it. Kind of, Look at those guns. He was <laughs> he was bent over writing something down in his play sheet. I don't know why he would felt like he had to bend over to like. He had to like squat down in like a catcher's position. He was writing on like a piece of paper on the ground, and his guns just like the announcer's tremendous. like. Look at that flexibility, huh? <laughs> Look, holy smoke! Look at the buns on that. I know <laughs> he, he must, must work, work out. out. <laughs> But uh, got to get uh, got to get Pickering back. What and then would the the next thing be? Uh, what, what if we had to write down two more things of like have to get fixed? The I think Martinez um, he needs to his take another rhythm, step. Yeah, like, so his rhythm I think sort of getting the ball out for like getting it out of his hands faster is going to help things on offense. So if that means more quick quick throws just to get him going, but the more he holds the ball. It seems like bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Versus, like I think he's either got to throw it quicker or just or run quicker. Right. I think right now he's sort of being he's sort of not in his rhythm of when to get that ball out, and he's holding it those counts. So I think that's that to is what I see as what he needs to do. The offense will go from there. But you know, one of our if, one of our main points from this pod probably ended up being. The confidence in the building of these yep. skilled guys and Martinez, and we just we got to keep doing that. This is going to be this is going to be a progression through the season, and we're not going to be who we are now. Game, you know, week ten, eleven. I am 12. excited because, like, you think about the first game to what we saw in the third game. There is clear steps being taken for this offense, and so you just now. Granted, you got a huge test with Ohio State coming up in a couple of weeks, but you're big. You're, I mean, you're. At least on paper, your big divisional games are in November. Yep. And so I'd have to think that by that time, the offense will will be much better. You hope that they're much better than they are now. Um, and then, yeah, you just hope that the defense continues to – they build on what they've started because, man, are they playing great. Yeah. And, and, and they need to take it up a, a notch now that it's conference time because yeah. teams are going to be better. I mean, these teams that we're going to play are going to be better than Colorado was. So every single team. I mean, now I. I mean this. I think Northern Illinois' front seven defensively is is like just as good as some of these Big Ten teams. Like I, they're they're. Yeah, but but the reality is, I'm not so sure that every. So they've played three games. They have nine more games on the schedule. Every team they're going to play is better than the first three teams that they've played. Agreed. So. It's about to change, you know. It's, so, yeah. it's about to go up. So if, if they're not going to elevate and they're not going to if, if they're not going to stay clean, I guess right. Yeah, uh, that's a problem. We we have to on both sides of the ball play smart, you know, smart, clean football. I guess that's a good yeah. way to say it. like because yeah, no turnovers, no sacks. I mean, uh, the no the no penalties really, other than one unsportsmanlike. I think. That sounds right. That's what I was. That I mean, that's a game. That's a that's a that's a like big that change. stuff makes a big difference. Yeah. You know. I mean, 
uh, yeah, they played a much cleaner game in that. They had one. So I mean, yesterday they had uh, Martinez. So quarterback was turnover free. They, I mean, they did have the one fumble with Mills, but then they only had one penalty, and Martinez didn't get sacked. Mm-hmm. Like you do that if they do that consistently. They're yeah. going to be a tough team to beat. And, and I've been watching this turnover, Mark. You know, I, I, that article. Yeah, from Dirk. From Dirk to start that. I mean, we might need to do a whole show one time on that article because I've been. It's amazing, isn't it? I, I, have re, I have it sitting here. I reread it almost every week, <laughs> just remembering the little points. But I'm, I'm watching this turnover margin. Closely. Close, yeah. No, closer than anything else we do. Mm-hmm. So we are, we won this game. We mm-hmm. were plus one. First game, I believe we were plus one. We win lost, those game. We lost, lost it. We 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 lost the turnover margin against Colorado, and we lost the game. In some ways, you know, I always like to do this: is like if you could pick one stat, like if you could see the box score from all the games for the rest of the year, and then just pick one stat, and then be able to tell tell you whether or not that team won or lost. Like honestly, if you showed if you showed me turnover margin. For ev- all the rest of the nine games, I feel like I could tell you whether or not they're in Indianapolis. I think that's I think that's fair for everyone. I think for Nebraska, after reading about our last fifteen years of turnover turnover margin, which we are a statistic outlier, like a freakazoid, yeah, a freakazoid worse than the nation for turnover margin, that has to be our number one priority. Right, and so I'm watching it. Uh, it's going to be fun to see this as it goes all year. Sort of if it holds true, almost like if it if it sticks to what we've been doing the last 15 years. But turnover margin is everything. This game was pretty good in terms of we, right. we were clean. We didn't turn it over too much. One more thought, then we'll get to the cleanse and, and how that went, and then we're out of here. The, the one other thing, and sometimes the experience, uh, you said you were at the game, right? Yes. Sometimes the experience at the game and on TV can be different in both ways in this. But like one of the things that jumped out at me uh, watching the game on TV was frost biceps. No. Uh, was, <laughs> you going to talk about those biceps again? Come on, Scott! Uh, the, the, it was one of the first games that looked fun for the players. And like they had swag. They were flying around, making plays, celebrating with each other. And Nebraska for so long... Every game, it just didn't. It looked like it was a grind, and it didn't look like they were having a ton of fun. Now I know I sound like a mom, like, "Did you have fun, honey?" You know, but like, there is something to. Mom, we lost. Shut up, shut mom. Up, mom. Good. Mom, shut up. We I lost. Fun, I told you, shut up. But there is you like something. Some cookies? <laughs> there is. Something yeah, I would actually. I do, but shut up. You give me the cookies and you shut up. I'm gonna play video games, so you gotta bring them down, and don't talk to me. When I eat my cookies and play my video games. Okay? When I want to talk to you, I'll come talk to you, okay? Shut up, Mom. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Give me that. These cookies are great. But it did, it did feel like... One of the things that stood out to me when I watched Central Florida play was like they played with this just like... This, this demeanor and vibe of... Of those are a lot of those like Miami guys that are just that that's but, how but they that's are they how, are just like they are but swagger I'm saying guys. like last night there was or, or, on Saturday it it just I it was fun to see like to me that was what a, an intangible thing that I would use to describe Frost team at Central Florida loose they loose are and loose. fun and confident and all like I mean when Sullivan made the play I mean he went over to the crowd and was uh, like and. 
that's a good point. And, and I, so I just, I don't know what that means, but it just stood think, out to I me. I think for this team to get rolling. So we still, like, we haven't seen this offense yet. Right. Hit the gas, right? Like step down on the pedal for a whole game. It's been a lot of step forward, two steps back, two right. steps forward, two steps. It's been a lot of that. And that's sort of, you know, it's it's hard to get that swagger going to get that, you know, right. firing. So the day we do that, I think you're going to see even what you're talking about to the next level. Uh, I don't, yeah. Nick, I still don't think they're playing with the sort of swagger that they can get to. No, but it's definitely improved. But but especially our fans, our fans are waiting for it. So the the players will feed off the fans, the fans it'll start to it'll right. start to it'll work start towards to be a snowball. Yeah. Um so the juice cleanse. I completed it. I the official the official pounds lost was 7. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you know in your mind you think like you know, you're gonna do a juice cleanse, and you're gonna look like Scott Frost. Yeah, I mean, is that what I thought? Your was, biceps are gonna grow I by mean, not eating I just anything. Up, <laughs> took my shirt off, I looked in the mirror, and I just was like, "Come on, biceps! Come on, baby! Come, Come on, on grow! Yep. A four pack and a fanny pack going, and we don't. We want to get rid of the four pack and the fanny pack. We need the full six. Did pack. you but ever it, flex in the mirror? Oh yeah. I mean, you can feel like. You you can you can feel. I mean, you lose well, seven body, pounds. Your like body kind of, starts it, eating itself. Yes. Right? Um, it was now that like when you get into the grind of it, like when you saw, I called you a couple times and you saw me at the end of it on Friday and I was like, it got, you know, it was kind of weird, but like for me, it got harder every day. I, I talked to you two days into it and you were good yes. two days into it. And then when we saw you Friday night for dinner, I was, you were so done with it. You yeah. were like, he goes, this didn't get easier. I, I, for some reason, and now everybody's going to go, everybody's going to have like Jason, I think adjusted better or whatever. Uh, everybody's experience is probably going to be different for me. It got harder every day. Will everybody put on a winter coat? You think? I don't know. <laughs> everybody should go through the juice cleanse and just see if you bring start, a coat. if you bring a coat, with you, the coat it all right? potentially, but it was, uh, for me, it was like I woke up every morning and felt good, and I really wouldn't. I really wasn't starving in the morning or anything like that. Uh, but I told you every day from like two or three till about seven o'clock, I was just like irritable and hungry and just like. But did not you, a, you didn't have? Did you like? I think having something to occupy your mind like were you just like at the home best day was care? when i recorded danny when i recorded danny i was just you know it, it allowed me to like do something else so like i had to just go do things you know and, yeah and try to i binge watched the jinx on hbo just to think about like i'd never said like robert durst and all this i had to like think about all this stuff uh or something else but it was also hard It'd be it'd be a real it'd be a lot easier to do a cleanse if you are just not around anyone else that actually eats food. So like anytime I had to feed my daughter, that was those were the hardest moments. Just like, can I? I want to eat everything on your plate right now. Steal all so her bad. Food. But it was it was really I would say one of the biggest takeaways from it was like it was really educational in how excessive your eating habits really are, and like how much you probably eat. It, you eat too much, or sometimes you think to yourself, "Oh, I need to eat," or you eat out of boredom. Like it was the hardest moment sometimes were when you were at home doing nothing, because you just you kind of go like you just inevitably kind of want to meander over to like the kitchen and just like grab something. I think a lot of people, and I, I'm going to speak for myself here. I, I I think I said this in the last one. It's like I eat when I'm bored. 
I, no. I love to just be eating. And the thought of not doing that is almost scary. Well, and then I told you before we, we got started here, the crazy thing was, so I'd complete the juice cleanse and then I ate food and I had a few beers with, you know, the fellas. And like the next day, I was like, I, I could feel like, I don't know if it was inflammation coming back in, but I could, my face was like tingling and like, I, I, I could feel my body. I, I think like, that is the, it's got to be, you, you sort of clear, cleared your body out and then you, you mean, you, you probably drank a handful of beers. Yeah. And my some, guess is it was the beer. Yeah. But I could like feel it. I could just feel, I felt beer post habit. Like I felt it in a way that I'd never felt it. Yeah, it was obvious. Yeah, it was probably obvious because you your body was feeling pretty good, pretty healthy. I mean, I felt like, like what it felt, you know what my face felt like yesterday was, remember when Will Smith and Hitch had like yeah. an allergic reaction? His face, like that's, <laughs> I feel like I was walking around, I was like, hey, would you <laughs> bear pickering. <laughs> like that's what it felt. That's what my face felt. Even though it didn't look like that, that's what it felt like though. Just swole. Just swollen. But so it was a, uh, a part of me, now that I'm only like two days removed from it, like, like when I was done, I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to do that again. Like, I kind of now that I'm removed from it, like, I kind of want you kind of like I want another crack at it. It's almost like a comp- like you're, you're, you're testing yourself. I'm I'm actually very one. I'm very proud of you for doing it because well, that's you. not your normal uh, strength. That's that's like the you're mentally tough in sports. You're mentally weak with life. <laughs> You just always did like, uh, like you're like, oh, I'm suffering. Like you uh, just my, my back. Yeah, you my just knee, sort of my head. Like Nick Ba on the on the playing field would never give in, never no. give up, never be shook. And Nick Ba in life is like, oh my god, I've like, gotten progressively worse. Too. Yeah, so you 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 kind of buy into the yeah. the drama of something. If, yeah, if you I have come to. Yeah, to, like if you're hungover, like if we have a, oh, I a, a I mean, party Vegas, the I next day, like, Nick's like, it's like yeah. he's lying I don't have on a lot the of bed. mental toughness for stuff like that. He calls the the mortician. And he says it's probably over. Yeah. Like that's sort of how. But I always think about if I ever really got on my deathbed, it'd be like beep beep beep. Yeah, like I yeah. can't do this, you know. Yeah, you, it, that's just never been. It's never been your strength, but uh, but a juice cleanse to me is. It's a test. It's a huge. It's really hard, it and really you did it. it. So I was surprised that you wanted to do it, and then in two that you you did five days, yeah, which is not easy. Yeah, so, some people do a three day or a one day or a, like a. I mean, yeah, it was good though. I, I, it's funny. Like now that I'm getting like removed from it, like I, I do think I want to do it again. I, I told you I'll do it again. I was thinking. I, I want to get through Thanksgiving, and I want to pig out on, That's on turkey. That, that was my plan, was maybe, so in between Thanksgiving and Christmas? Just that, or do you just wanna, that five days right after Thanksgiving. So you just ruin yourself over over Thanksgiving. <laughs> you waddle in like one of those, you know, like birds. It's like, you know, it's, it's got no legs, and it's all belly and body, and it's like, we're going to take him to the slaughterhouse oh, now, and uh, oh, we fattened him up. We had a lot of feed in there, and he's done. <laughs> and you're just waddling, and you just don't know any better. And you're like, okay, now juice. So him. maybe maybe we'll plan on post Thanksgiving. 
the week before Nebraska's in the Big Ten title game. So let's see. Okay, yeah. So we'll we should beat Iowa on. I mean, <laughs> on Black Friday. On Black Friday. Oh, I guess we don't play Black Friday this year, do we? No, or do is we? it? I don't know. They're, we're getting it back, but I think we lost it this year because of that. Could be I course a brilliant decision. That nice job, Sean. We want to take away that for I, nice I job, Sean. Reason I lost that, but. but whatever. So the weekend after that, we could get our cleanse game going. Yes, I'll do that. Are you down to do a I'm five down. game? Mr. Talk Tough over there, like, you, oh, you hey. really wussed out, man. I'm just saying, I'm proud of you, but I know it's going to be hard for me, too. I yeah. love to eat. So. Uh, and then lastly, when I win this million dollars on DraftKings today for my fantasy team, where are we going to do the pod from next Sunday? You want to go, like, Cancun, a um, villa in Cancun? If I win a million dollars, I will buy Hawaii. you. Hawaii. You want to go to Hawaii? Hawaii? So when I win, because my, my lineup is legit. Though. Who's your quarterback? I went with uh, Philip Rivers. You always go with Philip Rivers. Can I, I say do, kind of. You always go Rivers. I think you had one. Well, actually, yeah, I know. I know that because you, yeah, you you went with Rivers and had a good week, and you went with him pretty much every time. Yeah, I'll give you that. I got the Ravens defense against Kyler Murray's first road game. Uh, yeah, so uh, you want to go Hawaii next Sunday? Let's do it to Hawaii. Okay, next Sunday I'll win a million dollars during DraftKings. We'll do the pod next week. Okay. I'm in. Bo Road. Thank you, sir. Nick Ba. Yes. It was a great. It was good. Oh, Parkville Media Production.